Social Media Serenity Podcast Episode Number 94. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Everybody and welcome back to another episode of Social Media Serenity. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name's Eric Fisher. We're here each and every week to give you the latest and greatest of what's going on in the world of social networking sites like Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and anything else that comes around the bend that'll help us build more effective relationships with people online without taking up all of our time. Wow. That, that was very close to the official. Yeah. We're going to have to come up with an official one. Yeah, I've got I've got podcast Overdue. Answer, podcast answer man. Finally, after 200 episodes has an official one. Oh, really? Yeah. We're, it, it, like, if you listen to the last uh, last probably 10 episodes of podcast answer man, it's word for word every week. It's the it's I get it right on. Well, we'll we'll work on it uh, maybe this weekend real quick and write it down. Oh, OK, yeah. Since you'll be in town, by the way. Yep. Social media bringing people together. Tell us about that. What's going on, Eric? The GSPN summer meetup in uh, Hebron, Kentucky. Indeed. And all weekend. All weekend. It's going to, matter of fact, people are going to, we're going to meet tomorrow night at Abuelo's in Crestview Hills. Uh, and we're going to have some Mexican food. And it's going to be a wonderful time. After the Mexican food, uh, we're going to all cramp into our little house, which. Who thought up that idea? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> but anyway, after but you've done all, it before. Yes, we have. But I don't know. Have we done it right after the Mexican restaurant? I don't think so. Oh, I don't know. No, we did the Mexican restaurant and then we went into like uh, entertainment solutions, a big open space where people could be after they had their Mexican food. But <laughs> so so we'll <laughs> we'll see how this goes. But anyway, after Mexican food at Abuelo's, we're all going to pack into Stephanie and I's little house here in Northern Kentucky and we're going to hang out and just have a very laid back casual night together, uh just having some fun, uh getting to know each other better. And then of course on Saturday starting at noon, we're having a picnic in the park. And we are we have reserved a location in Big Bone Lick State Park. We're gonna go see. Some, we're gonna go hike in the bison trails, and uh, we are going to uh, play some outdoor games and have fun and and uh, grill out together and and basically just hang out there in the park all day long. And of course, uh, I think during the evening, I'm sure we'll probably all decide to go do something. It, that that part I didn't see planned yet. Uh, no. And then uh, we'll do our standard GSPN.TV meetup, uh, kind of uh, bon voyage, heading back home kind of deal. And that is um, our brunch at Cracker Barrel. The Bon Voyage brunch. That's right. So uh, we always do brunch, uh, basically getting there right around breakfast time and and leaving around uh, lunchtime. So it's going to be a blast. If you are hearing this before this weekend, uh, then come. Uh, We would love to have you join us. Head over to gspncommunity.com at the top of the uh, page as long as you're hearing this before the weekend of the 17th through the 19th uh, then uh, you should see a little thing that says a weekend with friends awesome i can't wait to see you guys again yeah and anyway, well, i don't and you've never met my daughter so that'll be interesting no i've never met she's, your daughter she's mckenna's age she's a couple months older than mckenna so that'll be fun they'll be able to play together that'd, that'd be awesome very so. cool 
Alrighty, and uh, let's see here. We have some audio feedback. I mean, well, we've got an entire list of show notes. Wow, is there yes, a lot do. going on in the social media world that we want to tell you about? But to th- kick things off, we're going to start off with some feedback from John Wilkerson, who uh, is responding to when I had talked about my little fiasco with Megan and signing up for her own Facebook account without permission. So, John, take it away. Hey, Cliff and Eric, this is John Wilkerson from the Wired Homeschool. And I'm calling for social media serenity. And I heard you mentioning the issue that you had with your daughter on Facebook. And my son, when he turned 16, was dying for a Facebook account because he had friends who were going off to college and friends that he had met at camp that he wanted to keep in touch with. And uh, he's not allowed to give out his email address to anyone, and so he wanted to connect on Facebook. And so we had agreed to, to do that, to create an account, and his mother and I sat down and talked with him. And one of the things that we did, and I think this is a great idea for any parent that is going to do this with their teenager and, and start giving them access to social media or anything, or, or anything kind of whenever they want to, and then you're going to monitor it, of course, uh, is we made him sign a contract, and we put certain terms in there, and basically... Uh, one of the terms was, you know, we can revoke access to your accounts at any time if we suspect that you're doing anything wrong or as a punishment, and he had to sign it. <laughs> and, and, and every now and then I go to my little file and I say, look here, son, you know, here is our Facebook contract that you agreed to, and you are in danger of losing your privilege. Because really, you know, as long as they're living in your house, it's a privilege that you're giving them. And Facebook is dangerous for, for young kids. Uh, 13 is pretty young, I think, to be on Facebook, uh, unless you have a child that really is kind of aware of, of what's really going on. But I'm not so concerned about my son on Facebook because he knows the rules. I'm concerned about other people on Facebook. And even adults don't think about hey, let me post this picture of someone else's child up on the Internet for everyone to see, and let me say, oh, yeah, we were at this event, and here's the name of the child. And it drives us up the wall. So, so that's certainly an, an issue that I think every parent should be aware of. And we, you know, friends, people that I have, I've friended people that are associated with our family that, you know, maybe I normally wouldn't friend them, through social media purposes, but really just to make sure that they're not putting pictures of my kids online and, you know, not using their head when they, when they post pictures of, of their kids or my kids. So I that I had to say about that and hope to hear my comment on the podcast. Bye. All right, John, thank you so much for leaving that valuable feedback. And that is a great idea. I never thought about that, but I know my kids would totally get into and and dig a, a contract that, that they would sign because my kids are very legalistic, just like I am. <laughs> uh, it's a little bit of part of who I am. I don't mean to be legalistic, but man, are we like, we're, we're detail oriented people. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I would definitely do that. I would totally do that. My my daughter's just not even interested in the internet at all, and I'm not going to push her into it yet. So yeah, there's no reason to push uh, that. That's for sure. But uh, and and my philosophy is, is I don't want to be afraid of it. But I, I totally agree. My my concern isn't always so much with what 
what Megan would do, it's it it's the exactly that's the concerns that he has there about other people posting and right. tagging and, and stuff like that. And it's especially her friends at school who will post things and mm-hmm. tag her and, and all this other stuff. And it's like, ah, but, you know, I don't want to let those things stand in the way of allowing my daughter to connect in a way that that could be also very beneficial as well now the thing is is my daughter is 11 years old she is two years younger than what she is legally allowed to be on there right so that's that's certainly something that needs to be considered and weighed out whether or not you know how do we feel about that and you know it's the philosophy is you know do you know i know dg hollam's a you know previous co-host and hopefully a future co-host of the about the church podcast uh if he gets some things worked out um Anyway, I know that his philosophy, that his dad said, listen, you know, if, any, if something's against the law, you ain't allowed to do it. Sorry. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not me. The, the law says this and we're a law-abiding citizen. So when it says it's PG-13, you're 12 years old, I'm sorry. No, it says PG-13. If somebody who's 13 years or older can come into this movie with parental guidance. Right, you're 12. Sorry, I can't take you. It's against the <laughs> law, and so that, and of course, that's not my philosophy. My, my philosophy is that many laws are meant to be broken, and and that we are all, you know, while I do believe <laughs> that, 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 that <laughs> not, as, <laughs> not not as an overall principle, but 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 we, I mean, we know what laws are there for, and and I, I kind of get this philosophy from Dan Miller. I've 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 heard. I've heard him talk about this many times is that we, you know, the, the, the spirit of the law is, is for safety and, and stuff like this, but we, we have the opportunity, uh, we have the opportunity to govern our own lives as well. And, and we have mm-hmm. to make decisions for ourselves. And, and so there, there are so many different things that, that, you know, like for example, the sp- speed limit, have you ever traveled a mile or per hour or more above the speed limit? Eric? Oh yeah, definitely. So you're breaking the law. So yep. so I mean under peer pressure because everybody else is doing it. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you see those people jumping off the bridge, you know, watch out. I'll help push. Um, <laughs> All right, but anyway, th- this is not the civil disobedience <laughs> no. podcast. But but I'm just saying that that the fact that there there is a law that says you know you have to be 13. I don't necessarily know that I would would personally feel obligated to adhere to that. I think that I, I would take into my own situation, how I feel is the, you know, at the level of maturity of my children and what are the, you know, what are the risks here and weighing all of that? And what are the benefits of allowing her to start understanding how to responsibly do this, you know, at an age where she's still willing to take some of what I have to say into consideration. True. You know, and, and stuff like that. Cause I, I happen to know that, you know, tween girls uh, you know they're they're actually um you know they're a little bit more they become at a certain age i think they they become a little bit less interested in what your your input is and it's like they they come to a place where they kind of know it all and i'm just taking this from experience of all the other um you know girls and 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 boys and myself individually uh just all the experience i've seen in my life is that once you get around that 15 you know 14 15 16 year olds and it's like uh, mom and dad are just crazy they just don't get me yeah you know and and right now megan still is able to be kind of guided and so i i'd rather get her into facebook and and have a contract that she would be willing to 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 you know adhere to so I like that. Thank you, John. Yeah, thanks, John. 
All right. So what are we moving on to next? Well, let's let's cover the 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 dual story right at the top. Oh yes, the woman who this, this one's her very husband in a murder plot kind of ties in in a way. Mm-hmm. With you know, watch what you're doing. Exactly. <laughs> so I saw this on on um, the the news feeds. It's basically this woman uh, and her husband. Uh, it it they're they're divorced, right? Yeah. It was. Let's see. Uh, they're going through a difficult divorce. Okay. So this. So. That's right. So they're still married. Okay. Well, anyway, the situation here is um, this 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 soon to be this this guy's wife who they're going through a difficult divorce. She basically creates a Facebook profile as a young woman and puts up this you know enticing picture of a young girl, and she through over the course of time kind of be you know requests friendship with her husband and pretends to be this younger girl and 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 slowly integrates into where you know she tricks him into a relationship and the story ends up in such a way that you know he you know he's madly in love with her and she's going to he's going to leave town and and blah 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 but man it'd be great if we could just get rid of my wife kind of deal and he suggests that she do it and it'll be great because or we or, or wait no he doesn't do that he says somebody else can do it and i'll be out of town or something like that so he's he's talking yeah. about planning how it's going to happen you know i can find somebody pay him a couple thousand dollars and we'll be done with her right he says something along he says uh so he says to his wife posing as the girl once she's gone i don't have to hide with my kids i can do what i want and she says, you should find somebody at your school, some somebody like a gangbanger, and, you know, for like $10,000, I'm done with her crap. Right. <laughs> and so basically she goes and takes this to the police, and the police arrest this guy. All right? And so this is the story. And then the very next day or a couple hours later, I couldn't remember, and um, the the situation is that the story is man proves that he knew his wife was posing at as a Facebook teen. Yeah, he figured it out early. Went and did some kind of an an affidavit. Is that right? Yeah, he he went and created an affidavit. And he, he actually wrote out a letter saying, "Hey, this is I I know that this is what's going on. I'm about ready to you know pretty much show my you know I'm I'm gonna show people that my wife is is meddling in my life and 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 that she's really crazy and and yeah I I'm going to say some things. I'm gonna do some things and I'm gonna, I'm gonna just draw it out and 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 see how this all goes. And the thing is, is that you know, I, I want this to be documented because she's going to say that I'm trying to kill her and I'm not. And I'm writing this on, you know, on, you know, whatever day, whatever time. And I'm writing this in the witness of these people. It's a signed affidavit. And so he had that document and it was signed and the police collaborated with the people who had witnessed it and said, yeah, he wrote, he gave it to that a long time ago. And so therefore um, he proved that he, you know, he, he was just playing with her. But I mean, seriously, <laughs> come on! I mean, wow, this is this is one messed up story. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It, it, so so if there's any takeaway here for social media surrounding, if you're going through a bad divorce, it's probably not a good idea to prefer, to to accept a friend request from your ex wife, even if you know she's posing as a younger lady. Or, like in my case, I'm not getting divorced. And there's really nobody I know of that would pose as somebody fake. 
But even if there was somebody crazy enough out there to do that, I would look at each friend. I do look at each friend request if it's somebody I don't flat out know. And I look to see who they are and who I, who my mutual friends are and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. And, and, and I'm with you. Number one, I, <laughs> I never want to have a divorce. Uh, but regardless of any situation, it's probably just a good rule of thumb. I, I don't know about you. Uh, tell me if you agree with this. I might be just a little too ultra conservative because I, I know that I can be ultra conservative in this kind of area. But I think it's a good general rule of thumb to not talk about killing people anywhere online. Oh, well, yeah. You should keep that in private conversation that's not recorded. And <laughs> Anyway, I'm, <laughs> I'm totally kidding. But, but isn't Facebook recording everything for us? I, I think they are. <laughs> anyway, so crazy story. And I was just glad to hear that, that you know, that it wasn't real. Yeah, um, and it, and it certainly made news, and it's a very popular story. But uh, you know, my friends, th- this is the kind of junk that happens on on Facebook. It really is, and and there's there's some crazy things, and it's easy to get connected with these people and and their stuff. And so, but the thing is, is this is not something to be afraid of. This is this stuff happens in the real world before Facebook ever existed. I mean, it, just crazy stuff happens, and so don't let stories like this like cause you to live in a walled garden and not connect with people if if you if you want to connect with people, right? Yeah, definitely. All right. And and I think maybe to balance that out, we should jump to the very bottom of the show notes. Okay, which one? To talk about how internet users now have more and closer friends than those that are offline. Awesome. So this this is a study that was done. I this story came through last night. And uh, I, I kind of just glanced it, but they look what they do. They went to they studied twenty five thousand or twenty five hundred. See, it looks like twenty two hundred fifty five. Yeah. Okay, two thousand two hundred fifty five American adults uh, in October and November two thousand ten, and found that of seventeen seventeen one thousand seven hundred eighty seven internet users, nine hundred seventy five of them, or forty seven percent of the total use a social networking service such as Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, or MySpace. People still use that? Anyway. Um, well, it says MySpace is 29% as opposed to Twitter being 13. Yeah, that sounds That's weird. sad. What, well, I'm sorry. Exactly <laughs> how old were these? these Amer- that's Amer- that's it true. It says American adults, too. Yeah. I guess maybe they're music fans. And it does actually show a picture of music. So, or No, it doesn't. It just shows up. It looks party. like it's it's a WWDC party. Yeah. That's not where they did the study though, no, is it? No. No. I don't know why they have that picture there. Anyway, Random. uh the the thing is though, is they they did a study conducted in two thousand eight, which was pretty much identical to this study. The only thing is is they found that people today who are still who are using uh social networks actually have more close personal friends than before. I think that makes sense. Yeah. I, I it's certainly true for me. I have more people who I would consider a close personal friend. Um, I, I I have more of those today as a result of social media, and I could I could easily name ten people that I consider to be a close personal friend that I've met face to face as a result of the social networking services that I talk to on a regular basis. And it's not a one way conversation. It's not just through Facebook and Twitter that we get on the phone, we talk, we chat. You know, we exchange emails where we're part of each other's lives as a result of of social media. 
Yeah. So, and then we take that offline, like for example, with the the meetup this weekend. Exactly. So, the, very good. And of course, the you know what's what's happening, and and this and this actually adds credence to, or actually adds a little bit more value to what the story is saying. Is and that story is saying what we're about ready to have this weekend isn't what they're talking about. I mean, they're not talking about casual friends that you finally meet face to face. They're talking about their definition of a, a close friend was somebody who who they would say this is my this is a this is one of my this is one of my best friends, you know this is somebody who, you know I I know on an intimate basis you know like as a friend does that make sense? Yes. All right. So this isn't just like somebody I met and we got to know them and they're a friend and we've met face to face and it's kind of cool and we chat every now and then and you know a, a, a gathered to. But we're talking about it's like, wait, this started off as one of those things. Like maybe it started off where I met at, you know, we, in the GSPN community chat room and then we met face to face at one of the meetups. But what, what they're saying is that they're saying that more and more people today as a result of social networking are meeting people through those means and now are like best friends. They're like right. talking all the time. They're sharing their lives, you know, and, and some of these people are getting married as a result of this. I'm still waiting for the G- first gspn.tv community marriage ma- match. Yeah. That's going to be a wild. And I do know of one um, through nobody's listening. Oh, that really? Happened. Yeah. That's I know cool. T- I'm connected with two people uh, through Twitter they met through Twitter and, and and through their fanship of the show, and they are engaged and getting married. You know, I've promised myself that I would never do a perform another wedding, but I wonder, I wonder if somebody who met in the community <laughs> got married, if I would do that. Yeah, that'd be mm. interesting. Yeah, and by the way, for those of you who are wondering what's Cliff talking about, I, be, w- back in the early days, I used to be an associate <laughs> pastor, and so I, I would. I, I, I don't just go around marrying people, but, uh, <laughs> but I, I have, I, I do like to say I'm from Kentucky though. And the first person I ever married was my cousin. Jeez. Mm, yeah. Uh, but anyway, they're still married. That's good. <laughs> Every, I think everybody that I've ever performed a wedding ceremony for it, I think they're all still married today, which is awesome. All right, so uh, good stuff. So more friends, basically connect with people and, and you'll find more friends. Is that what they're saying? Pretty much. Or there's a higher chance. There's people that are using these sites are taking advantage of that opportunity to meet more people and they are more social. Yes, indeed. So Cool. Kind All of right. a duh. <laughs> so what's this No Chirp Conference this year? Yeah, um, last year there was the Chirp Conference and there was a lot of stuff that came out of that. Um. Chirp is a conference, obviously not this year, for that Twitter puts on. I believe Twitter puts it on. I'm not 100% sure of that, actually. But it's kind of like WWDC, but for Twitter, mm-hmm. where it's all the people that do Twitter apps and, and Twitter API stuff all get together and talk about it. Well, Twitter's not putting one on. Last year was the first one. And Twitter did hold it. Sorry, I'm, I was mistaken. They definitely did. Uh, but Twitter's not putting it on this year. And I, and I'm not totally sure if that's because they don't necessarily, they're trying to, you know, from all intents and purposes, from what I see, this is maybe just my opinion, rein things in through their actions of, you know, trying to control more of the Twitter experience overall. But I don't know. But anyway, so a bunch of the third party developers for Twitter have gotten together 
at something they're setting up for July 26th in San Francisco called Twitter Developer Summit. Hmm. And here, here's a list of some of the people that are participating. Okay. Hootsuite, Keepstream, which I've never heard of, Clout, CoTweet, Bottlenose, another one I've never heard of. Um, but one name not on there, Twitter. Twitter's not showing up, I guess. Hmm. So I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. There's another uh, the, uh, high-profile name that's also not anywhere to be seen that the article notes is Uber Media. Hmm. And they may possibly not be inviting Uber Media to this Twitter Developer Summit, this group of people, for hopes that maybe Twitter will then officially show up. You know what I mean? It's like a family reunion and you don't invite one person so that the other one you hope will come may- maybe will. Wow. <laughs> because of the bad blood between Twitter and Uber Media. <laughs> the Hatfields and the McCoys. <laughs> yeah. For the, the 21st century. Oh my gosh. So. so Bottlenose is a smarter way to surf the stream. It's a new personalization tool that helps the important information find you in social networks like Twitter and Facebook. Use Bottlenose to track your interests, visualize trends, and curate knowledge with your friends. A, the brainchild of two of these people, uh, Bottlenose is currently in alpha. We expect to start a closed beta in June. You can register for the closed beta below and also follow these three Twitter IDs on Twitter to keep up with our progress. I'm going to go ahead and click register for beta. That's at bottlenose.com, by the way. Okay. And and I looked up Keepstream. It looks like it says organize your tweets, whether it's a conference chatter, launch buzz, or a fun conversation. Save those tweets, organize them, and embed them on your website. So that sounds interesting. It's maybe you select a bunch of certain tweets and then put them all together in a blog post or something like that. Right. I'm not totally sure. I have no idea. But there's I, a there's a video, but I don't know if. It's and worth and what is it called again? Keepstream. Keepstream. Hmm. Not heard about that. I'll, I'll tell you what. How about we look into that this week and come back next week and talk a little bit about it. Sounds good. I'm gonna leave these two uh, pieces open and add them to next week's show notes. Excellent. All right. So, so yeah, there's there's Twitter movement. And uh, we'll see if they show up. Exactly. And of course, it's, it's funny to see all these third-party businesses that now hinge upon the service of Twitter. And Twitter's kind of like, eh, I'm not so sure we're going to come to your conference. Of course, it's, I mean, I mean it, it, obviously, Twitter is not creating the conference. Did, Quit, did Twitter do the Chirp conference, you said? They did. Yeah, they put it on themselves. So them not doing it again doesn't necessarily mean that they're giving up on anybody. But it just means they're not doing it this year. Yeah, but they're but they certainly are not feeling too highly of Uber Media. And right. It's like how do we? It's like how do we invite everybody but Uber Media? But one, yeah. And it's like how can we do that? Um, well, let's just not have one this year. Let's create a Facebook event and then just not invite them. Well, I love that they're. <laughs> I love that folks are are you know that they're saying you know what we need a conference we're going to plan one. Yeah. Cool. So the No Chirp Conference. It's PodCamp for Twitter. That's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> All right. Twitter developers. So uh, we've been talking in the past about lists, you know, the idea yes. of following more people, but, you know, and then you can just, 
you know, follow lists of smaller groups of people and, and things like that. And I still have not had any time to go through and create all the lists that I want to create and, and then go through all my list of fo- all my followers and then add them to the lists that I want. And not to mention the fact that there's not an easy way for me to just do that without tons and tons of clicks. But then I see people adding me to lists all the time. And then I see people have like all creating these same lists, like similar to me. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, what's up with this? And it turns out that people, including a guy that I know named Eric J. Fisher on Twitter, seems to be using a service called Formulists. Yeah, well, Formulists is a way to create Twitter lists very, very easily. What you do is you sign in with open authorization on their site and you can, they already have a bunch of, and this is why you're seeing a lot of similar ones, they create a lot of, you can go in and there's already a lot of pre-made lists. Like for example, I'm in right now and I'm clicking add lists and let's see here. I can organize my network. I can expand my network, track followers, strengthen social ties or customize existing lists. So I'm going to go ahead and just pick one of these real quick. I'm going to go organize my network. And let's see, then my options are I can filter who you follow into lists. Like I can create a list. Okay, so I'm going to create a list. I'm going to go to add another. I can type the list name, make it public, private. So far, this is all very similar to what you do on Twitter.com. But here's where it gets interesting. There's the filter who I follow list where I can I can hit location and type in a certain location. And anybody that I'm following that is in a certain area Mm-hmm. Or I can do it by bio filter where I can, if they've got the word podcast or podcasting or anything, any of those words in their bio, they'll show up. I can do, I can add more to this by adding when was the last time that they tweeted, how often they tweet on average and filter by following and followers. So I can go with, uh, like the maximum amount of followers they have or what their ratio is. I'm not going to, for me personally, I'm never going to use most of these right here at all. Right. Because I want to be able to create lists that of people that I'm following. But once in a while, I may want to just create a list of people I'm not following in a certain area and just try to follow that list. Like for example, like Indianapolis. It's an hour away from me. There's a lot of social media stuff that goes on there it would do me good to not just fo- follow a list of the people I'm already following in Indianapolis, but follow everybody and just kind of pick and choose. Although I probably wouldn't do that because it'd be a really big list. But let me go back here. Let's see. Expand your network. Here's where it gets interesting. Here's some of the ones I've used. Like, for example, expand your network is one where they've got options for, for example, find tweeps like you. What it does is it finds the people that share the most Twitter lists with you. So if you're on a lot, if, if people have listed you and people have also on a similar list listed others, it will show you those people similar to you. Right. Basically based on how many your similar lists you're on. Gotcha. Which I think that's kind of helpful. If I mean, if, if one person puts you on a list and also someone else and you, sh- you show up together on a lot of other lists that may be somebody to connect with. Who knows? Exactly. But this will make that list for you. 
I, you know, and, you don't have to search it out. And it looks like that it's free for a certain period of time, and um, I guess you could use the the service to to set up some things and then not use it, and your list don't go away. But it, it looked to me like you can give it persistent access, and it will continue to build lists for you as time goes they, on. Yes, as it, time so goes it will, on, it will continually it lists. It maintains your lists. Exactly. That's interesting. That's why um, there's another one. Let me see. There's another one here that I've got called Meet Your Community's Social Stars. Get to know the tweeps that like talking to the same people as you. This is one you might find interesting. The right. people that you're following, this will give you a list of the people that who you're following are talking to. Gotcha. So that kind of helps as well. It's cool. I, I looked at it. it. It looks like a very intriguing ser- service and it's very inexpensive. How much is it? To be honest, I don't even know because you get like the first chunk of lists for free. Yeah. Uh, like, let see. me see here. I get, let me see here. Let me go to add lists and see. I go to these sites and the first thing I always look for is, you know, what, how much is this thing going to cost if I decide I want to continue to use it and take full advantage uh, why is it asking for my password? All right. Let's see. Let's see right now. I've not paid for anything, mm-hmm. but I get up to, I'm getting, it says I have up to like 21 lists free. That may be because I may have referred some people. I don't know. Hmm. So, oh, here we go. Check out the pro plan. Okay. Basic is free and you get two lists. That's what it thought. Yeah. Okay. So you get two lists and then what? Pro is ninety nine cents a month. That's so not okay. okay that's what even. I thought. I thought it was really inexpensive. <laughs> it and you and at that point you get twenty lists. Right. So I've not paid. So I I'm pretty sure that what's happened is because I've had my link out there, people have been using it. Ah, so you get more lists if you share. Yeah. All right. Very cool. Well, anyway, Formulist is something I think people should might be interested in checking out. It looks interesting. I've not really decided to let it kind of build lists for me yet, but it is something that I'm seriously looking into. And uh, yeah, and- hey, let me ask you this: Did you ever get around to creating your real "quote unquote" timeline? No, not yet. To where those were the people you? Okay, yeah. I actually did do that. Did you? And how's that turning out for you? I love it, actually. So you're following um, a, you're following a list of the people that you really want to follow. Is it a private list? It's a private list. Okay. So so basically, when you pull up your Twitter account, you're actually not going to your regular timeline. You're actually going to this list as the first place you look. Yeah, and the way that I had to, I was. It took me a while to figure it out, but I figured out a way that on each device I use, whether it's my home. MacBook, my work MacBook, or my, well, my iPhone as well as my iPad, a, I, what I'm doing is, and, like, and here's, actually here, there's a note in the notes about how I changed my mind on TweetDeck for iPhone. Okay. Because remember, we had talked about that before. What I've done is I re-downloaded that and I set it up to have only two lists, my app mentions and my lit Twitter list of real timeline. Okay. So now I've got that place where, like, I'm, I've actually just pulled this open. Um, I've got all my mentions, and then I've got all the tweets, 
sitting there waiting for me of the people that are on that real timeline of mine that I want to make sure I never miss any other tweets. Cool. And you're, so you're using TweetDeck for the iPhone? Yeah. Okay. And so by just having those, you know, one left column and then the right column for the list and the left column for the, uh, my um, re- responses, I've basically got this one little place where I go to to uh, interact specifically with just those people that I want to make sure I don't miss their stuff. Right. And I found that I'm actually interacting a lot more with, with those core people. That is awesome. So that's very cool. It's, it's one of those things. It's I'm going to do that one of these days, Eric. Yeah. It it took me, I mean, literally it took me about an hour and a half to two hours to go through my, however many people I had at the time. And I pulled out, I believe it was about, well, I'm not going to say the number because people will wonder if they're in there, but if you interact with me, chances are after time you get marked on, you get put on the real timeline. <laughs> and then yeah. what that did, what that really did though, is it freed my mind up to not think so hard about, well, do I want to follow this other account or not? And so I've allowed myself to follow more accounts so that once in a while now, I I will still just jump into the main timeline and yeah. just scroll just for the sake of it. And I find new interesting stuff, but I'm still being very, you know, I'm not going to follow any and everybody but I will look at stuff and I'm just like, oh, cool. Well, okay, follow. You know, I'm a lot less like, there's a lot less of a boundary there because I've already created a better one. Yeah. So. Awesome. Well, I'm glad to hear that it's working out for you and I look forward to eventually having the same thing because I, I need that. I need that kind of list in my own, uh, in my own iOS devices when I'm going through Twitter because I want to I wanna get through some of the fluff and get to the people that I definitely want to uh, interact with the most and make sure I don't miss what they're saying because sometimes I miss what yeah. my wife is saying. She goes, did you see what I put on Twitter? It's like, oh, no, I didn't. Crud. Yeah, well, I'll tell you this. That I've seen a lot more of what you tweet yeah. because you're on that list. Sweet, I made the list. So, <laughs> of course you made the list. Awesome, I feel so excited now. All right, so um, another service I have that I found is readability.com. Yes. Readability is a cool application. Um, What it allows you to do, it's kind of like Instapaper, but Mm -hmm. it's instant Instapaper. So let me give you an example of of what I mean by this. So if I go to, um, let's say if I go to podcastanswerman.com slash Actually, no. Let me. I'll, you know what? I'll give you one. Go to gspn.tv slash blog. All right. So if I go to gspn.tv slash blog um, on s- June 15th, 2011, I put, where does my help come from? A need to live and love more. It's kind of a lengthy blog post. All right. And, you know, there's the header at the top. There are images all over the place in the sidebar. And, you know, it, it, sometimes it's hard for me to just really not get distracted when reading. And so I used to send things to this thing called Instapaper. And Instapaper would format it to where it's kind of like just plain text and it gets rid of all the images and all this other stuff. Well, you can add a plugin for your browser called Readability. And it allows you to click and say, read now. And it will actually convert the page that you're on and turn it into... Um, a, a very, it, it very much just like a Instapaper. The cool thing is, is you can change the font size, you can change so many other things. But the and then the reason why this fits in the social media serenity is that you can actually share 
that view with other people. So for example, in the chat room, I'm sharing uh, you know, a, a, an RSS or a, a website link that's going to take them to this actual view of um, this page. The other thing is, of course, if you have a Kindle, there's a service where you can actually say, hey, send this to my Kindle. And it will email that article to your Kindle in a format that looks beautiful on your Kindle. That's awesome. So again, this is called Readability at readability.com. One of the things I can say is I, I have the uh, the plugin for this in my Chrome mm-hmm. for when I run for when I want to read now and the Instapaper I still use and the reason that I do that is for, I mostly want to save it for, so that I've got access to that thing I wanted to read whether I'm sitting in front of the MacBook sitting in front of the iPhone or sitting in front of the iPad but one of the cool things is is that. And, and I'm not knocking readability. Actually, I'm saying it's it's excellent. I, what I do is I will use that to turn the the web page into a readable page. But I still use Instapaper, and then have those articles already saved there. And and you can still you can actually do that as well, where you click the uh, oh, what's it called? Like I went to Instapaper real quick, went to one of my articles I've got saved there, and hit text. And it came up just like that, and then you can adjust the settings like the font size. Oh, you can do the that too. line, the, the line spacing, and the margins, and everything, just like on the uh, the Kindle and the Kindle uh, or the Kindle app, I should say. Awesome. So, so you can do that too. But I use both. <laughs> awesome. And of course, the the thing is, is if, uh, Instapaper is free, and readability yes. to be able to read now and send to your Kindle is free. But if you want to be able to have you know, the whole read later and it kind of keeps a store kind of like what Instapaper does. There's a, there's an actual fee for that. So, um, a reason why you would want to use that, but, um, very cool. I, I, I like it. I'm, I'm using it quite a bit and I'm just using their free service and, and loving it. All right. How about we just choose one more topic? What, which, which one, cause we have still seven more topics left. Yeah, we got lots more. Let's uh, see here. Choose Something... One more topic, Eric. Let's go with. Oh, let's just go with this one. Facebook's secret iPhone photo sharing app. Okay. Second from the bottom. Yeah. This is brand new and there's nothing official about this, but there are mock-up images. This is from TechCrunch. And basically... Facebook is, they've got information here, TechCrunch does, that Facebook is working on an iOS photo sharing site or app uh, a lot like Instagram or Path or Color or With. We haven't actually talked about Color or With on here before. We did talk about Path and Instagram. Yeah. Quick recap, Instagram's where you take pictures and you've got all the, the crazy and cool, you know, filters you can do. Path is the smaller, self-contained, um, no smaller more, network. Yeah, no more than 50 people. Yeah. Color, I don't totally remember what that is. Color is the um, one where you go and take pictures, and if there are other people at that venue taking pictures, you actually are sharing each other's pictures. Okay. And then with, I've actually used, and I would, I'll show you that one this weekend, but somebody that I know who just got an iPhone that's local here with me. Uh, basically what with is, think of Foursquare or Gowalla, 
but instead of checking in to a place, you check in to hanging out with a, an actual person. Okay. It's actually pretty cool. I was sitting there, I was at lunch the other day, and the, the person I was sitting next to and the person I was sitting across from, who was the user of the, the, the With app, which With is made by Path. Um, so it's kind of checking in with people. Yeah. I like that. It, it's actually very cool. It's a single thing, but does it very well. And he, I mean, he literally took a picture. It was from his account, and he took a picture of the two of us across the table from him, both having Twitter accounts, and then posted it, and it instantly posted on his Twitter account, lunch with Eric J. Fisher and the other person, and then it was from his account. And it popped up, and so then I went and clicked it when I got back from lunch, and there was the picture. And it was the two of us, and it was just like, hey, that was cool. We just did, I mean, it, it's kind of like Instagram, yeah. But it was like we checked into hanging out. It, we checked into the relationship. Yeah, it you know? wasn't where it didn't matter where we were. We were I was with we this were person. together. Right. So I like with that. So check that out. It's free. With is free. We might get some good use out of it this weekend, actually. Yeah. So And it's with.me, it looks like. Yes. Is is some information. And then it just it gives you a link to where you can go get the app. All right, and so uh, okay, so but now we. So know anyway, about that's not the <laughs> with app. Okay, but tell us about the Facebook launch. So, uh, yeah, bonus there. Um, where are we at? Okay, so Facebook, they're they're basically it looks from what TechCrunch is saying, this social app that's got two different kind of code names, Hovertown or with people looks to be amazing and looks to be a lot like path meets Instagram meets color meets with hmm. with a few cool twists. So I don't know what to make of it, to be honest, because it's Facebook. Yeah, I don't know. And the whole opt you in without asking. Well, we'll have to see how it works we out see. this weekend. Uh, well, actually, is, is it out yet? That, no, that's just rumor. No, it's not out. It's just it's just rumor, but we'll yeah. see. Yeah. It doesn't. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, you know, if you're on a social network and you you're using all these services, I, I can see a lot of people wanting to just keep it all in one place. But then there's a problem with keeping it all in one place, and one place owns all your data, or not owns yeah. it, but still controls it all. Funny stuff. Anyway, folks, lots more stuff for us to cover here in social media. All the things that are going on and all these fun places and we've got um, we still got six more stories (laughs) and we'll start on those next week and of course we'll start the show off with your voice feedback give us a call 859-795-4067 if you want to support the content and community of gspn.tv head over to gspn.tv slash plus or make a purchase starting off with the link uh, to Amazon from our site God bless you all until next time join the community